welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tanby. And I'm Erin. And this is our 7th Heaven Podcast. On today's episode of Camden Cast, we will be talking about Season 6, Episode 6 of 7th Heaven. The title is Broken, or in Germany, the title is Together and Alone. Our IMDb user synopsis is, Robbie and Lucy gather the courage to tell everybody about their affair, only to find they all knew and don't really care. Without the thrill of sneaking, their first date makes them agree it's stillborn. Ben Kingkirk and Mary both pass the firefighter's course. Their meeting on whether to celebrate with classmates messes up her re- reconciliation with fiancé Wilson. Next, Billy's questions make Wilson decide against her plan to elope. Matt discovers Hank and Julie plan a divorce. Eric and Annie, who fear being stuck with Julie, try to find out why and see if it can be fixed. Matt doesn't find out about the divorce. I was just thinking that. But what was your first impression of this episode? So I know I've been praising 7th Heaven a lot about being really good with their cliffhangers and like their ongoing storylines. But I will say... There is something that bothers me about this is that every time they have a big spoiler mo- like a big moment like a proposal or somebody making out with someone they shouldn't be when we get back to the next episode it's not immediately afterwards there's usually a week in between and I think that's kind of like a cop out like I feel like the next the next like the next the first scene in this ep- in this episode should have been the direct aftermath of Wilson seeing Mary and Ben in like a compromising position I also think that the other thing about these continuing storylines is that they're getting kind of stale, at least in my opinion. Mm. I'm getting, like, bored, and I want them to just keep moving on because some of them just aren't that interesting. Yeah, I mean, I just think— And also because Mary is, like, away from the family, it's just not as interesting. Yeah, because, like, at least with the Robbie and Lucy storyline, it's taking place around everybody else, too, so you can get some fun, like, Ruthie reactions to things. Like, I feel like Ruthie's reactions to, like, this whole Mary thing would have been great, but she's not there. Um, And I also just think it's, like, not believable to have, like, oh, Mary and Wilson didn't talk for a week. Like, did he just walk out? What happened immediately after? Right. Or, like, we're supposed to be... Except the fact that for a week, Robbie and Lucy have been making out in random places and no one said anything to them? Like, Oh, yeah. So we'll get into the yeah. cold open. Basically, um, the the like we see the whole Camden family sat down and Robbie and Lucy are ready to tell them something. They say they're about to say that they're dating. And Ruthie is like, is this about the fact that you two are together now? And they're like, what, you know? And the whole family is like, well, you know, um, Matt's like, well, I saw you making out by the trash cans twice. And Ruthie's like, I saw you making out over here. And the Rev is like, I saw you in the backyard. So everybody's been seeing them all around the place making out. um, And nobody cares. They're all just like, whatever. Even though the Rev, like two or three episodes ago, told Robbie that he better not. And he told them they, they better not, you know, comfort each other because I don't know. They need, like, something might happen. Um, and they all say, like, but you need, like, have you told Mary? And that's where it kind of leaves off. Like, Mary does not know what's happening. Um, so before we get into Robbie, Lucy, and Mary, let's talk about uh, some of the more... Oh, my God. I'm so sick of the parents. St- I know. Staler storylines. Um, so we get a lot of guests... Uh, a lot of people returning in this episode, a lot of guest stars in this episode. Unfortunately, not Kaylee Cuoco. <laughs> nope. And not Dina. We miss you, Dina. Just Jane Lynch. 
yeah. Well, as as far as the storyline goes, I mean, well, and Hank, Hank, and, Hank and Julie, Julie. yeah. So uh, Julie shows up at. Well, first we start out with um, a conversation between the Rev and Annie. Basically, they're kind of like, "What do we do about Robbie and Lucy?" And the Rev is like, "Look." They are not getting together for the right reasons, so they're going to fall apart on their own. I believe the exact quote is, if we give them enough rope, they'll hang themselves with it. That is the exact quote. So, yeah. Um, so they're like, it's this whole Robbie Lucy thing is they know it's doomed to end and they're going to let it die on its own. Fizzle out. Yeah. So Julie shows up, and we always know that whenever Julie shows up, especially when it's, she's on her own. It's a crisis. Yeah, because she doesn't come to the Camden house in any other circumstance. So Annie and Annie and you know Eric split off. So Eric goes after Hank and uh, Annie goes after Julie, and they try to figure out what's going on. Something big has happened though, because they're not talking anymore. Instead of saying we're fighting, they're saying we fought and it's over. Um, Eric finds out at the clinic, which is where we get Jane Lynch, who uh, makes her second appearance on Seventh Heaven, um, that Hank has quit his job at the hospital and is now working full-time at the free clinic, which is, like, a significant pay, pay cut. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he did this without telling Julie. On the other end, we find out that Julie is pregnant. Yeah. But Hank... Drama! And both of them have decided to get a divorce. Um, so, obviously, Eric and, and Annie... I can't believe I'm calling him an Eric. The yeah, Rev, the Rev gets it. Well, Annie gets to the bottom of it, and she's like, "Oh, you haven't told Hank that you're pregnant yet either." Like for some reason, if they were going to get divorced, like a baby's going to change anything. And I know that people like that's like a thing, but that's that's not a that's not a narrative that you really want to be um, telling, right? I don't think. And I feel like this is really I, I'm not ironic, I guess, but just because we said yesterday, like yesterday, we said in this last uh, episode about how like we won't ever see the main. Camden family divorce, so they're trying to do a divorce storyline, potentially, with Hank and Julie, but it's not Yeah, because they're like, you can mend anything that's wrong, and, like, sometimes people just get divorced because they need to get divorced. So, anyway. Hank and Julie are kind of pushed at each other and, like, locked into a room uh, where they talk it out. We learn that Hank is not, wasn't happy with his work at in, like, the hospital. It had been become mostly administrative, and he wanted to work more with patients, so he, when he got, when Matt called him to the clinic a few episodes ago, he got a taste for what it's like to be a doctor again, and he, he wanted to go back to working directly with patients. So, yeah. They resolve their stuff. Um, you know, we get, like, some, like, bites at uh, the fact that the Rev and Annie have their, like, little perfect marriage, and the Rev is Mr. Perfect, and he always fixes things and stuff, and they're all letting the, they're always going to have the Rev and Annie to help them, especially with the second child coming along. And I don't like the pushing of this narrative either. Yeah. <laughs> this idea that, like, I think, you know, I appreciate uh, Hank and... G- no, I don't. I was going to say I like their relationship more. I was like, no, every no, time you they... you don't. F- they're terrible. They're, they're always ter- fighting. Yeah, every time they fight, like, Julie decides to run away. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Um, that's it, really, for the parents. So we'll get into the kids now. We have... Another meh storyline for Matt. Um, <laughs> yeah. <I'm- laughs> so Matt, it's such a small subplot. Matt yep. is in a study group at school. The like he's at this girl's apartment. She's handing out like I don't know review sheets or something, and he notices a bruise on her arm, and he's like, 
he talks to someone else in the study group about it and they're like, oh yeah, I don't know. She says she hurts herself at the gym a lot, but you know, she's got a boyfriend who's kind of a jerk. So I don't know, like basically just insinuating that she's being abused by her boyfriend. So Matt decides to, you know, do the thing he does because he's a Camden and he's the Rev's son. And he kind of confronts Mel about it. He's like, look, I know I work at the free Oh, yeah, her name is Mel. This girl's name is Mel. (laughs) I see things like this all the time. I want to help you with it. Mel is like, you have no idea what you're talking about. You don't know me. You don't know anything about me or my life. I want you to leave. Matt, in some, like, last-ditch effort to help Mel, goes to Cheryl. Because she's going to just approach this stranger and say, hey, is your boyfriend beating you? For some reason, uh, Cheryl, like, well, she, no, at first she does not agree to it because she's like, I can't do this because I was in her position once. Never have we ever. She says, we don't need to talk about what happened to me in high school. And like, we've never heard this story of like Cheryl's like DV past. This is another, like, this is the thing that I really dislike about Seventh Heaven, especially with, I feel like it's like a thing on repeat with Matt's love interest. They did this with Shauna, where randomly she'll have this entire backstory. (laughs) That just comes out when it's convenient for the, to tell the, like, Seventh Heaven episode story then. Yeah, because it's like, they haven't discussed this at all with Cheryl. It could have been something they did, like, oh, she's wary about Matt because she's had bad relationships before. This is why she treats herself so, like, all this stuff could have, like, worked towards, like, a long-term thing i mean they kept her on the show for so long right. why not do something about it but no she, i don't know she changes her mind she shows up and she's like uh your mom told me where you were uh let's go and help this girl we find out and this all happens off screen we never see mel again she's not allowed to tell her own story she is a boxer she gets hurt boxing her mom was in an abusive relationship with her father, and she saw that, and she had a lot of anger about it. And she decided to do something and make herself stronger and learn how to fight back. And also just, like, get her anger out through a healthy way, which is boxing. And that's why she is hurt all the time, because she boxes. And But for some reason, Mel is left at the wayside, because the last scene in, like, in this portion... <laughs> we never see... All we see is Matt, like, kind of, like, asking about her boyfriend, and then... Um, then we never see her again. Cheryl resolves this all for us. But, like, then it all becomes about Cheryl and how this conversation with Mel triggered her in a way that she realized she's still traumatized by the things that happened in high school with, like, an ex of hers being rough with her. And so she decided that she's going to seek counseling with the Rev about this. I'm like, there's no point in having the storyline at all. Like, they could have left it at... Matt made an assumption, and it was wrong. They didn't need to include Cheryl at all, honestly. No. What was the point? It was to waste our time. Right. To fill out the rest of the episode. Another time waster was (laughs) Simon. And I just didn't didn't (laughs) understand. So Simon runs into Sasha. You'll remember Sasha is the... Older woman. Who tried to who, like, tried to instigate sex with Simon. He said no, and then Annie gave her a lecture about self-worth, and now is supposed to be, like, this reformed dater. I don't know. I don't agree with this. Have sex. Don't have sex. I don't give a shit. S2 Vita. Do whatever you want. So, um, Simon runs into Sasha. Sasha's meeting up with an ex named Larry, who apparently is a jerk. Uh, But instead of meeting up with him... She spends the day with Simon, just talking about how horrible Larry is. Uh, 
we see Larry. He's horrible. Yeah, um, that's about it. They don't get back together. Simon's like, I know that you want a better relationship, but in the meantime, we can be friends, and I can go to dinner in the movie with you. So for some reason, that happened. And that's it. The most notable thing from that storyline is Sasha has different hair. And it does not look healthy. Yeah, it really doesn't. So let's go to the juicy bits. Um, <laughs> so first, we'll go for Lucy and Robbie. Um, you can finally hear the end of this from me. Uh, we see from the beginning that this is kind of not... Well, so no one has told Mary yet, right. and that's like the big, you know, everyone's like, you got to tell Mary. So Lucy and Robbie are playing rock, paper, scissors to figure out who's going to be responsible for um, telling Mary. So um, Lucy ends up losing and she's like, okay, when you come home like from work or whatever, uh, Mary will know and will officially be a couple. So like she can't, she calls, Lucy calls um, Mary, but she's not home. So George picks up and she's like, oh, I can't leave a message. Um, Just have her call me back. Uh, Robbie gets home from work and he's like, okay, so is it official yet? And they're like, well, she's like, oh, well, Mary doesn't know, but it's official. And they have their first really strange, awkward hug. Basically, we can see from their eyes that neither of them is really into it. Uh, both like Robbie, I think mouse, oh boy, at some point, like into the hug or something. The date is horrible. It's awkward. Uh, they have nothing to talk about. We, they, we, they realized, basically, that they had fun making out with each other, but they that's it. That's all it was. It was just... Yeah, uh, they go on a date the in the seventh, middle. The seventh heaven version of lust is what that was. <laughs> yeah, they, they go on a date. It's terrible. I mean, there's nothing really to say. Yeah, it's the only notable thing about this is while Lucy was... Actually, a couple of notable things. While Lucy was afraid of talking to Mary, Ruthie's like, well... She did the same thing to you with fish lips. This is a <laughs> Which is, of back. course, Jordan. Yeah. And also, Ruthie was like, well, you know, in three years' time, it'll be my turn, my turn, and, like, third time's the charm. <laughs> so, yeah. Ruthie and Robbie is your next lookout, guys. R squared. Woo. Um, okay, let's go to Mary, who is causing a ruckus in... Uh. Albany. Buffalo. Buffalo. That's where <laughs> she is. I don't know why I said Albany. Um, so the new narrative. We uh, Exciting news. As the user synopsis said, Mary has passed her firefighter's test. Woo! Um, so is Ben. So, yeah. So Ben is like, oh, us, like, all of us that passed are going to go out for, like, to have a part, like, we're going to have a party or something, or we're all going out to dinner Um, And he invites her to come, and she's like, no, Wilson hasn't spoken to me since he caught us, like, kissing. It was a mistake. I don't want to go at, like, she's like, I just have to go home and call Wilson and hope that he picks up or something. Um, As when she gets home, Wilson is there. Uh, He wanted to surprise her, but he didn't want to see Ben, so he surprised her at home. Uh, They have a nice, like good couple moment he congratulates her on moving forward in the firefighter program and they decide that they need to talk some things out before they can move forward and but his entire like condition for this is that he doesn't want to see ben and he doesn't really want mary to be around ben when which is when mary goes about that and ben storms through the door and he's like yo camden (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, like, we gotta go or something. Um, and this is when we see Wilson's true colors, because he's like, I hope you guys are both miserable together. Which is just a really, don't ever say, don't let, don't let somebody have that power over you. <laughs> so then, Ju- uh, Julie, um, Mary has a quick scene with... George, I don't know. I feel like they're wasting George, <laughs> where George is like a, being a good counselor to Mary, and Mary's like, "Yes, I have to go after him and show him that I love him." So Mary's grand plan is: well, she shows up to. <laughs> this is weird. Yeah. Wilson gets home from a long day at his nondescript <laughs> office job. Yeah. And Mary is just sitting, like playing a game with Billy, and I was like, "Well, how did she get in?" We find out that the babysitter. Like, there was a babysitter there with Billy, so the babysitter let her in, and then Mary was like, you can go home, and the babysitter was just like, okay, yeah, sure, that sounds reasonable. So Mary sneaks her way into Wilson's apartment, um, and she's like, how about we get married in 12 hours? Yeah, basically, she apologizes nonstop about everything that happened with Ben. She's saying, it's never going to happen again. It was a stupid mistake. I love you. I want to be with you. I passed. It's because of you. And uh, he's like, look, the thing is, anytime you make all these crazy, stupid mistakes, they not only affect me and you, but they also affect my son. And you keep on making all of these crazy, stupid mistakes. Mary's like, I won't do it again. Blah, blah, blah. As Aaron says, let's get married in 12 hours. Um, And I think, like, Wilson's all about it. He's like, yeah, I want to marry you. I love you. Let's do this. But then when he talks to Billy, he realizes this is not the way to do it. Because uh, Billy doesn't want them to elope because he wants to go because he wants to be a part of it. Because weddings think, are fun. Yeah, weddings are fun. <laughs> and he thinks that, you know, all the Wilson's family, Mary's family, all their friends, you know, Ben should probably be there too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but so he come goes to the train station, which is where we are at, at the end of the episode. Oh, because they decide they're going to elope in Niagara Falls. They're going to run away. So th- they did this before the office did this, just FYI. <laughs> Um, and basically, well, Wilson is, goes to Mary and like the train is boarding and he says that Billy's right. He says, why are we rushing this? Why can't we like take our time basically? And he's like, we need to talk about this now or we're not going to get married right now. And Mary's just like, come on, we got to get on the train. We'll talk on the train. We got to get married now. Wilson's entire thing is why, like. The reason that you don't you want to get married without your f- fr- uh, family and friends is because you think that they're going to judge us. But if you're afraid of that, you're not prepared for all the trials and t- tribulations that marriage will also have. And Mary's like, uh, no, there won't be any. And he's like, yes, there are. We have a lot to discuss. And this is kind of where we have a back and forth with some dra- dramatic music and some camera work where will Wilson come with Mary to the train or will they not? And that's kind of where it fades to black. Mm -hmm. I think we all obviously have an idea about where this is going because, you know. Because we know that Mary doesn't marry Wilson. Yeah. But also just because, like, I feel like narratively speaking, they have not made it so Wilson is going to, like, all of a sudden lean in a different direction or that Mary all of a sudden is having any rational thought whatsoever. I'm – I feel like ever since we mentioned that she's been acting, like, kind of manic – she has a bunch of these moments. Right. I honestly think that would have been a more interesting, and there'd be a lot more story to tell of, like, this, like, Mary's mental health storyline. Right. Because I, this is also, I feel like, coming out and of nowhere. And also something that they don't really 
do tackle on this show. So right, right. For for a show that's so focused I mean, on like handling issues, that is something that they don't they don't tackle. Amongst other things, they don't tackle. Um, I I just think like this comes out of nowhere. I'm trying to like figure out what Mary's like reasoning behind getting eloped is. Getting eloped. Being eloped. Eloping. Eloping, yes. It, like, what? What's, what is it? Is she? Does she know that it's not going to work out, so she wants to do right, it? Right, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, or maybe she's like, maybe when I get married, I won't be tempted by Ben or anyone. Is she scared because she knows that she doesn't want to spend time with Wilson? And, like, I don't get it. Like, if you know that you don't want to marry him, why marry him quicker? That right. That doesn't make any sense. Right. So what would you rate this episode? Uh, 1.5. <laughs> Wow, you did not like it. No, I haven't. I haven't liked uh, the past few ones. I'm gonna rate this again as a three. It's qual. It's, it's entertaining enough, but it's not. There's too much that I don't. They're like. doing. They're doing storytelling well, but they're not telling stories that I care about. Yes. That's so good. that's the problem. Yeah. Um. And and like there was no. Again, it was another one of those episodes where there was no reason for Matt or Simon to have their own separate storyline. Like, Matt could have just been, like, uh, a, a third party to, like, the Julie Hank, you know, because, yeah, so. Or they, you know, or they could have just made it all complete about Robbie, Lucy, Mary, and Wilson and gotten rid of all of the rest of it. Yes. Um, although it just feels very detached since Mary isn't in the right, house. Right, so right, right. I don't even know if that would help. But anyhow, if you like this season or the podcast or anything us just hearing us <laughs> chat you can listen to us on the apple itunes podcast app on stitcher and at soundcloud.com slash camdencast you can follow us on our social media at camdencast show on twitter and instagram and facebook.com slash camdencast i'm erin i'm tanvi and this is camdencast no